Hey, it's Bob Stoffer. I just wanted to let you know that you can listen to Oilers Now ad-free on Amazon Music, included with Prime. Oilers Now with Bob Stoffer, weekdays at noon on Oilers Radio, 630 Chad. We return to Oilers Now with Bob Stoffer. Brought to you by Digitex. Service for all brands of print equipment in your office? Yeah, Digitex does that. D I G I T E X dot C A on Oilers Radio, 630 Chad. It is Brendan Escott with you today on Oilers Now. Bob in the air on the way to Detroit. For the Oilers and Red Wings tomorrow, which you can hear right here on 630 Chad. It's a 530 puck drop. This is Oilers Now, where some guests receive gift certificates to Japanese Village. Steak and seafood cooked right at your table. Visit their Edmonton South, Downtown, Northside, and Sherwood Park locations. We'll go back to the River Cree Resort Casino Hotline to be joined by today's headliner. Brought to you by Touchback Safety. Your safety is their goal. Discover your safety training solutions at touchbacksafety.com. The head coach of the Bakersfield Condors is Jay Woodcroft. Jay, how are you doing today? I'm doing well, Brandon. Thanks for having me on. A pleasure. Uh, let me ask this right out of the gate here. I know they got a wildfire situation down there. Is that impacting you or your team at all, uh, whether it be in Bakersfield or on the road? Well, uh, not yet. It hasn't. Uh, in Bakersfield, it's what's called the Central Valley part of California. And the big wildfires right now, I believe, are in Sonoma, which is a little bit north of uh, San Francisco, um, uh, close to Napa Valley. But Sonoma Valley is also a big um, wine-producing region in the, in the state. And then there's a separate... Uh, wildfire situation happening uh, down in Southern California um, near Los Angeles. So uh, we're about two and a half hours from that fire and probably about four and a half from the one in Sonoma. So it hasn't affected us other than, you know, it's a little hazy or smoky, um, you know, in in the sky. Uh, But our thoughts and prayers are certainly with those two different communities. Absolutely, and we'll echo that sentiment here as well. Uh, Jay, your team 3-4-1 and one right now, fifth in the Pacific Division. Uh, you just came off that home-and-home home with Stockton, which was a 3-2 shootout win on the road on Friday, and then you came back home and had a tough one, a 6-3 loss the next night. So uh, maybe in your words, just break down how the weekend went for your group. Well, uh, there was uh, good parts to our weekend and, and parts that are, are certainly learning moments for our team uh, really liked uh, the competitiveness on the Friday night on the road um, it was a feisty type of hockey game uh, we found ourselves uh, down early we battled back and uh, found a way to win it in a shootout uh, it had played a very exciting overtime as well with numerous chances to win the game and then, uh, and then the next, uh, the next night, the home night was our third game in four nights, um, and uh, we certainly had the chance to win. We were up uh, one nothing on the back of a out shooting Sockton early. I think the, the shots in the first period were eleven to three, and um, and then things kind of got away on us in the, in the second period. Um, that said, at the end of the night, we gave up nineteen shots on net. So. There's good things to our game. Um, the 60-minute consistency has not been there. It's something that we're working on. And uh, had a good practice today, and guys are in good spirits heading into an important week for us. 
Uh, we'll get to the, the matinee start time this week in a moment here, but I noticed that Stuart Skinner played both of those games on a back-to-back. Uh, was that sort of a litmus test for him, or what was the rationale behind that? Yeah, I think so. I, well, the since Shane Sturrett has gone, gone down uh, early in our season uh, when he got injured in San Jose, we've kind of opened the door for um, our goaltenders, both Stuart and both and Dylan, um, to try and seize the net. And uh, the way you seize the net is by winning games. That's the most important statistic uh, for a goaltender is, um, you know, if they can win a team a game. And uh, so um, he, Stewart went in under tough circumstances into uh, Stockton on Friday night against the number one team. He found a way to win the game. I thought it was good for his personal development to challenge him um, with coming back the next night. He, Stewart certainly uh, gave us a chance to win the game. That, that, that Saturday night loss is not on him as, as a professional uh, this is uh, it was a team loss, and there, like I said, there's areas that we can get better in. And so far, our goaltending has been good. It's it's giving us a chance to win. Now we got to convert that into more wins. Chatting with the head coach of the Bakersfield Condors, it's Jay Woodcroft. Jay, four times in the first eight games, if I'm not mistaken, you played Stockton, so that's essentially like a playoff series. Um, from your standpoint, is that an advantage, a disadvantage? What challenge might that present to you and your team? Well, when I look at Stockton, they're the number one team uh, right now in the Pacific Division. And like you said, we've played them four times. Um, We're the only team to beat them in regulation. And uh, we've won two games in their building. So that's a very, very good sign for our team is that um, we're competing against the the top teams in our division and, and doing well. I look at the two losses versus Stockton. And I think in both of those games, we gave up less than 20, 21 shots uh, in those games. So there's moments or critical areas in those games where we can improve. But on the whole or the aggregate, we're very, uh, very, um, I don't know what the word here is. That, you know, we feel good about our performance against the number one team in uh, in the division. Mm. And... Uh, you know, so that's something to build off of. I think, and I mentioned this earlier in our, our little chat here, is that we're we have yet to find a complete sixty-minute game where we feel good about every every little moment. Um, even if you went back earlier last week, we played Ontario on a Wednesday night. We uh, shot them nineteen to three in the first period. Uh, we were up one nothing. But we struggled to find that next goal, and their team hung around. They scored uh, two goals in a quick uh, burst in the second period, and we ended up not coming away with the result. We liked a lot about our process. We liked a lot about the game, but there was still that two- or three-minute hiccup that we, we've struggled to find that full 60 minutes. So that's where our focus has been. We understand that we're a young team. We've understand, we're understanding that... We're integrating new players, a lot of young players into our lineup, and these things happen. But like I said before, we're investing in the roots of our season. We're continuing to focus on our our team process, and we have faith that uh, when you do that, that results... uh, 
results follow that. Jay Woodcroft is the head coach of the Oilers affiliate AHL Bakersfield Condors. Jay, you've got five players tied for the team scoring lead with six points. And what I like most about that is it's such a blend of youth and experience. Yamamoto, Benson, Josh Curry, Brad Malone, and Joseph Gambardella all with six points. You've got to be pleased with how that's been evenly dispersed throughout your lineup. Fair to say? Yeah, I think, I think that's fair. Uh, you know, when we sit down as a coaching staff uh to prepare for our season you know we don't look at someone's um, track record per se of how many years they've been a professional hockey player or how old they are or how young they are for us performance trumps rank uh and we're a merit-based kind of organization where when players are playing well they play more and if a player is underperforming they receive more coaching They might see a reduction in in ice time, uh, but at the end of the day, we want um, these players to earn the jersey. Uh, It's something that uh, Ken Holland made clear right from his opening meeting uh, this summer heading into uh, main training camp. We want these players to earn not only the Edmonton Oilers jersey, but to earn the Bakersfield Condors jersey. And, um, you know, we've shown that uh, we we play... the best players it doesn't matter how young they are it doesn't matter how old they are uh we try and put players in positions to succeed uh gambardella did not suit up for you on saturday was he just a little bit dinged up there yeah he he took a a crash into the boards on the friday night but uh he's walking around in in better spirits here that i saw him uh on on monday today and uh, he seems to be in uh in uh improving situation so um, he took a little ding, but he's uh, getting better on a day-by-day basis. A couple of looks at Gaetan Haas since you uh, had him reassigned there. What do you think of his game so far? Yeah, we like Gaetan. I think um, he's obviously his dimension is that uh, he's an elite skater. Um, what we had, He only played two games for us, but we wanted to see him in both a center capacity and as a winger um, because I think when when you move a center to the wing if they can handle that situation it increases their value in that um, it shows their versatility to where you can always move a center uh, if they can handle the board work part of things over to the wing uh, that sets up uh, lines to have maybe uh, right-handed and left-handed face-off man on the same line Um, and for us when we move Gaetan to the wing on the Friday night he handled it very well. He played with speed, played hard, was good on the penalty kill. And um, what we really liked as a staff uh, was his ability to back the other team's D off uh, just because they were worried about how fast he was. So he, he was good in the in the two games that he showed us uh, down here in Bakersfield. And chatting with the head coach of the Condors, it's Jay Woodcroft. Uh, Jay, I'm curious your thoughts on, on the, what you've seen so far development-wise from the likes of some of those young players that you mentioned in the way of Carol Maximov and Ryan McLeod and Dmitry Samarukov, even Evan Bouchard, these guys that are getting their feet wet at the professional level. Yeah, I mean, it's a, it's a huge step, Brendan, uh, to go from junior hockey to professional hockey, specifically specifically the American League, I think that might be one of the biggest steps to make in hockey. And um, they're learning how, number one, to compete and bring it on a day-by-day basis. Um, 
our our practices are intense here. Uh, we we do things at a certain pace. There's a there's an attention to detail um, that we're trying to ingrain in these young players right off the bat, so that they can one day be uh, it, it it be second nature when they're at the highest level. Um, so we're staying on them with the details in their game. I think they've all acquitted themselves quite nicely. Obviously, Bouchard and McLeod um, had the experience in Bakersfield during our playoff run last year. I think that's helped set them up for understanding the way the game's played at this level. It, it set them up um, for understanding the speed at this level. It set them up for understanding how good the level of hockey is in the American Hockey League. So, um, you know, th- that helped them. I think both Kareel and uh, Sammy, they've, uh, they've, they've shown spurts of really good play, and then there's been learning moments for them uh, along the way. That's natural. That happens uh, to a lot of players in their first professional year out of college or out of junior hockey like they're both coming out of. And uh, the most important thing that we're going to hammer on them is, is to do it right every day. It's, it's not going to be their development is not going to be in a straight line. It's, there's going to be uh, some uh, learning moments, and then there's going to be some confirming moments, and it's our job as a coaching staff to make sure that we continue uh, um, staying, staying with them, staying positive with them, and catch them doing things right, and, and then on the areas that they can get better, that we, uh, we show them how uh, we want our team to play and how that ultimately sets them up for personal success uh, through organizational success. Jay, we have two very contrasting narratives up here when it comes to Kyler Yamamoto, and, and one of them is bring him up right now because the Oilers' secondary scoring has been completely absent, and the other is no, we need to let this prospect ripen and, and have that kind of tutelage. Um, the fact that this is even a conversation is a serious testament to what he's been able to do for your team in the first part of the season, but I'll ask you this. Is it that he's healthy now? Is it his confidence level? What about his game has allowed him to take what seems to be a step forward here in 20? 2019-2020? Well, I think his demeanor, his day-by-day um, business-like approach to being the best that he can be, and his understanding of uh, trying to grow his offensive game are all factors in, in his start. Um, last year didn't go the way he wanted it, in large part because of his injuries. Um, he's come back in in to Condor's camp here in great shape uh, physically his uh, his injuries have healed so on a personal standpoint he just feels better physically he feels better and he put the work in to earn the right to feel good he earned the right to feel confident and he's doing that on a daily basis I, I'm uh, we were just talking about as the coaching staff here in the coaches room just super impressed with um, his attitude and professionalism and coming to the rink every day and being serious about being the best that he can be. And, uh, you know, he's gotten some results early in the season. One of the things about this past uh, series against Stockton is that, you know, he was a targeted player. They were they weren't uh, taking it easy on him because he was a first-round draft pick. They weren't taking it easy on him um, because he's not the biggest guy in the world. They weren't taking it easy on him um, 
because he's our top scorer, they were making it difficult on him. And that is a great thing for him to work through. And what I liked about him was he didn't take a back step to anybody. He fought and tried to command his share of the ice. He was a factor in our scoring chances. Um, he was competitive. And he makes plays. And like I said earlier this year, he's been he's been day in, day out, probably our most consistent um, threat up front. He and the rest of your squad will suit up at 11 o'clock in the morning against the San Jose Barracuda on Wednesday. As a coach, I can't imagine you love the start time, but it is the nature of the beast. How do you get your guys prepared for such an uh, an outlier of a game like that? <laughs> well, uh, welcome to the American Hockey yeah. League. Uh, we have a few of these every year, and I think a large part is uh, as organizations want to um, have organized school days where they can expose young people um, to the, the high-level hockey in the American League and you create new fans that way. So that's just part of the business, like you said. Um, the way we go about approaching that is using uh, the day before his practice almost like a pregame skate um, where we prepare our team um, to get ready for the next day because there won't be a skate in the morning time. Uh, we're going to have uh, a good bus ride. Um, we'll have a team meal when we get to San Jose. And when we're in San Jose at, after our team meal, we'll meet as a team. So we'll try and um, get our meetings out of the way at night so that when the players come to the rink in the morning, their mind is fresh. Uh, we're not overloading them with any too much information or anything like that. They're ready, and they can just go out and execute the game plan. And uh, I think if... if we can get our players to get to our game early on that day, then we'll be in good shape. Jay, best of luck in that one. We'll chat next week. I appreciate it. Have a great day. Thanks very much. That is head coach of the Bakersfield Condors, Jay Woodcroft. We'll step aside here on Oilers Now. Brendan Escott back to wrap up the show in a moment. This is Oilers Now with Bob Stoffer on Oilers Radio, 630 Chad. Royal Pizza celebrating 50 years in Edmonton and they're still making it great. On now through the end of the month, which is not much time, by the way. You better do this now. Uh, Royal Pizza offering the combo special. Your choice of Greek or Caesar salad with garlic toast, two medium gourmet pizzas, and four anniversary cookies, all for $50. Pick that up at any one of their 14 Edmonton locations. Let's go to this day in Oilers history. It's brought to you by New West Travel. Join Oilers now on two great road trips, one to Chicago, one to Florida, both packages including great game tickets. Call New West Travel or go online at newwesttravel.com. On this day back in 2010, Taylor Hall scores his first career NHL goal against Steve Mason and the Columbus Blue Jackets. That one came midway through the third period in a road game that the Oilers ended up losing 3-2 in a shootout. Hall scored 131 more goals for Edmonton before being traded to New Jersey. 
Coming up tonight on 6.30, Chet Inside Sports with Reed Wilkins. That goes from 6 to 8 p.m. It is Coach's Show Night. You'll hear from the head coach of the Edmonton Eskimos, Jason Moss, at about 7.30. Prior to that, though, Kelly Rudy from NHL Hockey on Rogers. Max Boltman from The Athletic in Detroit to help tee up tomorrow's game. And Blake Dermott, our Inside the Game analyst for Eskimos broadcasts. Tomorrow... Bob is back. We'll have a full preview of Oilers versus Red Wings, which you can hear right here on 6.30, Chad, tomorrow. 4 o'clock for the face-off show. 5.30 is the puck drop. Also, Stoffer Inspector for the horses. Horse Racing Alberta. This Saturday at Century Mile, the top two and three-year-olds in Alberta battle for over $350,000 in purse money. Alberta Super Finals Night, post-time at 7.15 p.m. at the Century Mile Racetrack and Casino. Always a pleasure checking in with you. Appreciate you tuning in. Appreciate your contributions on the Ashley Fine Flores text line as well. I'll be on the other side of the glass tomorrow. For now, we're off to a global news weather traffic update with Eileen Bell and then 6.30 Chad Afternoons with Jalen Nye. So long, everybody. Oilers Now with Bob Stoffer, Weekdays at noon on Oilers Radio, 6.30 Chad.